You said you had an intro. I did. But this is the this is what you always do. No. Sometimes I do other things. That's true. But this one is important. Okay. It's an important one. It folks. is an important it's one. It's okay. So we're going to get through it together. We are. You just finished One Tree Hill. I know. I did. I didn't even mention it. I mentioned it on Twitter. You mentioned it on Twitter. Um, And now that there's only one important question uh-huh. when you finish One Tree Hill. In one month. In one month. I watched nine seasons in one month. Yeah. Okay, proceed. And there's only one question to to to, to ask after uh, that. Yeah. Which one tree hill girl are you? Yes. I mean, I know what I want. I already know what I want. Let's go. I'm, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rig my answers accordingly. I will and go if, ahead. And I will get I will get B Dazzle, i.e. Brooke Davis. Spoilers for season eight. They do a whole superhero episode. She, I goes, will, she goes by B Dazzle. I will go ahead and let you know that I already got B Dazzle. Oh um. yes, baby, <laughs> you and me. What do you like to do in your free time? Hang out with my friends, spend time with my family. Honestly, nothing. Volunteer or work? Babysit? Listen to music. Hang out with my friends. I mean, fuck, I don't want to. Now I feel bad for rigging it because it's listen to music. Fuck it. I'm going to go for Peyton. I like Peyton too. It's just not. It's <laughs> just, just give it, us it's your honest answer. Listen to music. Okay, just be your true self okay. and let your One Tree Hill girl shine. It's not what that show's about. No, the show's about sex. What's your favorite type of music? Rock, punk, pop, country, classical, any type. I don't listen to music. I mean, I want to say any type, but the types they provided are so wildly disparate. And some of them, like country, I'm not into unless it's that one guy with the cool mask. Orville Peck. I know know his name. I was just being coy. Oh, okay. Orville Peck. It's Uh, not on this list. It's not on this. So I guess I'll have to go with rock, punk. Rock, punk. If you could date one guy, mm. who would it be? Julian, Keith, Nathan, Mouth, Dan, or Lucas? Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, those are some pretty grim options. Definitely not Julian. That dude can fall down a hole. Um, Keith. Keith. I think I'd fuck hard with the auto shop boy. Oh, yeah. What's something you want in life? Mm. I want someone I lost to come back. I want to be sober. I want to feel good about myself. I want to see the good in people again. I want to feel loved. I want a certain person. I want to see the good in people again. Be honest. Is mm. Dan Scott secretly a good person? No. Who's your I mean, fa- he has a redemption arc in Series 9 that's pretty compelling, but it ultimately ends with him killing five Russian mobsters. Spoilers. It's One Tree Hill, by the way. I don't know how else to let everybody know that that's how that show ends. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely blows him away with a shotgun. Who's your favorite friendship in the show? Rachel and Mouth, Haley and Lucas, Brooke and Peyton, Jamie and Dan, Karen and Deb, Nathan and Lucas. Brooke and Peyton. Obviously. Yeah, the rest, some of those are really bad. What's your style like? Uh-huh. Nothing too fancy. I don't really think about it. Business casual, dresses, skirts, trendy but comfortable, unique and daring, or just casual? Trendy but comfortable. Which character deserved better? Mm. Jake, Keith, Rachel, Dan, Lindsay, or Brooke? I will say Brooke, but I want to be clear that Brooke had it pretty well overall, but always deserves better because Brooke. You're Brooke, baby. Fuck yeah, baby. (laughs) Fuck yeah, baby. Close over bros, baby. Close over bros, baby. Fuck them, baby. Name masturbation after me, baby. And you're listening to Everyone's a Critic, the internet's first curated volume of other people's opinions. I'm Brooke Davis. And I'm Brooke Davis. And on this show, we search the internet for the wildest, wackiest, zaniest things people have to say about just about everything. And we gather those reviews from your favorite crowdsourced review platforms and bring them here to surprise you and surprise each other and bring a little levity to whatever is going on. There's three people in this world I would take a bullet for. Daisy. <laughs> Cousin Daisy from the Super Mario universe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Brooke Davis. Uh-huh, and my uh-huh. dog. <laughs> 
That's a damn good list. <laughs> yeah, That's I a know. damn good list. Can I tell you real quick my last note, my last note on One Tree Hill. Before I found that quiz, mm. there was like a which one of the One Tree Hill boys would be your lover. And I was like, oh, maybe this could be fun. Um, But mm. one of the questions was, what would you give as a gift? And one of the options was sex. <laughs> and I was like, we can't. Yeah, well, Be Brooke Davis here. does do that once, though. Um, and she who puts I- a big ribbon around her tits. That's a very Brooke Davis move. It is, yeah. Um, it was pretty powerful and good. And whatever maligned character Jake is, that's who I got. <laughs> I don't know who Jake is. Uh, not maligned, just a baby daddy. With, oh. with a crazy... Um, oh, is that... Ba- okay, that's the baby daddy, the one that happens upon Brooke that one time when she's... Not Brooke. Happens upon Peyton that one yeah. time when she's buying cocaine in the street. Yeah, and then they have a whole thing. Yeah. And... Um, and the mother of the child is like uh, super because the, the One Tree Hills got a lot of interests. One of them is hyper obsessive women. Mm-hmm. And so it's Wild. like the fifth or sixth hyper obsessive yeah. woman character in the show. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like the one thing they do. Strange. Yeah, it's wild. I'm going first this week. Are you? I am. Oh Everybody God. already knows Fuck what I'm me. doing. Wow. I know. Um, Get him out and shake him. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Let's do um, it. What should bring in? I got a new recurring segment. <gasps> That's it, so exciting. I think it's a winner. Because um, it's not like I've quite risen to the levels of Fresh Prince mm-hmm. since the show started. It's a hard it's a hard one to beat. It's a hard one to beat. I think that's fair. I yeah. don't feel bad about it. Understandable. And I'm always trying to get that peak. I think this is pretty fucking close. And I Ooh. think it's one I'm going to burn out real hard and real fast. And we're going to do it like a lot because it's great. And you're going to hate it. Oh, God. Okay. Well, at least we can do a little bit of my stuff first, huh? Yes. Okay. Um. So in 2000, uh-huh. famous children's author Kate DiCamillo... Are you familiar with Kate DiCamillo at all? By name. She wrote The Tale of Despero? I can see, yes, I can see the okay. name on the cover of Tale of Despero. I... Which is about a rabbit... A mouse. Mouse. <laughs> um, I quite like her. I Some people find her work a little bit too, like, prosaic. A little too, like, simple. Mm. Like, a little too just, like whimsical but not like content heavy i adore her work i think it's very creative and i think it spurs a lot of like imaginative thought the people say the book about the sword fighting mouse isn't content heavy I- <laughs> it sounds sounds like, pretty juicy not i'm not her- i'm not being sarcastic i yeah. just always sound sarcastic i mean yeah yeah i love the tale of despero but just yeah, generally I mean, that's a comment that you kind of hear about her um that sounds like a bullshit comment knowing we're, nothing we're not going to talk about the tale of despero Obviously, no. we are going to talk about Because of Winn-Dixie, mm-hmm. um, a book that came out in 2000. It, it is about young Opal. Um, India Opal Baloney is the character's name. Um, the character goes by Opal. Opal Baloney, which right. I loved. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, with a name like Baloney, I guess you would go with Opal. Yes. Okay. Um, Why? Bo- so Baloney is the family name. The family name. The, in- the inherited name. Yes. Is Baloney named after someone? No. Is that a real surname? It's a region. The point is that her mother left her when she was a young child. Her mother was an alcoholic. And she has moved with her father, the preacher, to Naomi, Florida, to this trailer park. And she is like a wayward young child. She's like 10. And she's trying to figure her life out. And she goes to the local Winn-Dixie. And there is a dog there terrorizing the Winn-Dixie. So she takes the dog home, names the dog Winn-Dixie, and the dog helps her, like, get life together. And the whole book is basically just about how life is magical and beautiful and incredible and what you make it. But it's also, like, hard and it's sad. And, like, things are tough, but, like, we all move on. A a real buildings roman, then. Bildungs roman? Like a coming of age? Oh, yeah. So, That's the yeah. fancy term. Yeah. <laughs> That's the fancy it's term for that? It's a fancy term. It's, yeah. yeah. There's this whole concept in it. Um, I don't re- exactly remember, but they like were so magical to me as a child. Um, there's these con- this concept of a litmus lo- lozenges, which some- a character's dad made um, during the war. And they are lozenges that taste like um, the sweetest thing that you've ever tasted. Uh-huh. And they also taste like sadness. Okay. What's happening now? It's just part of the story. This is now a Philip K. Dick story? 
So anyway, we're going to talk about the 2000 book from Kate DiCamillo, this act, and the next act. I won't tell you anything else because I've spent 15 minutes telling you about the plot of this book. <laughs> Which you have to, yeah. Um, and ultimately, I just know that it's a book where someone learns that being sad is okay. It's okay to be sad, basically. Okay. Um, Does the dog make it? Yes. Okay. That's yes. good. Yes. Um there is a bit at the end where we all think he's lost, but he was just hiding under a table because he's scared oh, okay. of thunderstorms. Anyway, um, okay. in 2005, it was a movie that came out with Anna Sophia Robb. I've never seen the movie. People said it was okay. Okay, let's go. Um, before okay. before we get to the actual reviews, uh, we're going to do one review for Amazon the Bookstore. Just real quick. One review of from course, Amazon yeah, the Bookstore. Of course, always. From Mr. L. Uh, one star. Five chapters bound upside down. I mean, that's that's just like House of Leaves. That's part of the experience. That's part of the experience. Those are, I mean, especially if they're later chapters and this is a coming of age story about someone who's like having, coming into womanhood. I never said it was about that. Maybe, is it not? It's not about that. It's just about oh. feeling your feelings. Oh, okay. Well, then which everybody, as far as I know, everybody has. I guess I, well, I made, so, so it's an assumption, but it's, you but did. It maybe things feel real topsy. It's all like as told by Gingery, you know, it feels real yeah. topsy turvy. So those are the parts where you have to flip the book. That's all I'm saying. And then your bookmark falls out and that's kind of like how you're feeling. How you're feeling. Yeah. Um, Amazon customer, one star. Uh-huh. Bad and boring. Okay. Did you like how hard it was for me to say womanhood? Uh, yeah, I know. Especially because the book's not about womanhood. I like squeezed it out like the last bit of toothpaste. I, I, yeah. Are you unfamiliar? <laughs> Could you name a woman? Um, if I Anne Hathaway. Oh. Don't that, don't test me. That's all you get. I've always got Anne Hathaway in my pocket if you need me to name one. This book is about finding friends in unexpected places. <laughs> this Okay. That is not how friends work. All of the characters were boring and pointless. And at the end, Opal loses when Dixie, but it turns out he is under a table. At least the dog at least have the dog go missing or die, like where the wet red friend grows. Yeah. And then have the protagonist mourn. If you want to read a good book about friendship, read Where the Red Fern Grows. This book should get the worst book of the century award. Opal has no brain and is stupid. <laughs> Who's, oh, Opal's the kid. Okay. Yeah. Do not read this book. A harsh indictment of Opal Baloney. I know. Um, and I just love the, the phrase, this book is about finding friends in unexpected places. That is not how friends work. No, usually you have to do it through like meetups or whatever, especially if you're yeah. new in town. Typically you, expected places. You pretty much have to do. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's definitely like a place with a time. It's like a board game store yeah. at seven o'clock on Saturday. This is the one that also serves beer, which helps. Yeah. And it's I, all that on the Facebook post. Yeah. So, I mean, really making a good point there. I know. Later on, it gets a bit dicey. Despite all my whimsy that I try to hold on to as a human being. Yeah. I um I have only met friends in expected places. Yeah. I yeah. don't have any friends I've met in an unexpected place. Like I'm gonna make some new friends at this trailhead because we all like hiking. Together. Yeah. Yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So they have a point there. Yeah. One star for friendship. Okay. Chow Chow has a one star review for KD Camillo. I will also say, lacking no context or under or any knowledge about the book whatsoever when you said the dog made it i said good and that is good but there was a recess of my brain that said oh what's it about then newberry award-winning author which i don't mean in a mean way i just have a hard time fathoming a dog book where the dog's life isn't threatened it's like usually like as they pointed out it's usually how it goes it, it is but sometimes books are just about life Sometimes it's just about how... Sometimes we could rise above that. Sometimes it's just how you have a lot of feelings sometimes. Okay. Life's hard. You have a lot of feelings. I'm ready to embrace that. Yeah. Author needs a new profession. Okay. Kate DiCamillo, Newbery Award winning author. I abhor mandated reading and especially reading that is written with incorrect grammar. There is nothing interesting about this book. The author can't write. The, and schools need to cease forcing garbage down people's throats under the guise of a literature. And scene. And scene. And scene. And scene. Okay. I mean, what can you say? I mean, what can you say? I can say, when they were pitching this movie. Yeah? How many times do you think the movie producer, the, the execs, 
came back with notes. Can we? Can the dog die? <laughs> I mean, probably a lot. I will say, like, it's not a plot-heavy book. Can we talk about the dog dying? It's mostly just this this kid going around and learning everybody's stories. Look, we love the story. Act three, mwah, the way you produce produce that in the screenplay looks tight as fuck. And because this is how I talk, but what if the dog fucking died? That's all I'm saying. We don't. We already have look, one of the. Kids. You're not going to let the dog die. Fine. Okay. Look, it, you know what? It's your call. You're the creator. I'm just the guy who makes movies all day long. But you're the creator. Fine. We'll let the dog live. There's one. Two of days the- later. Bring. Hey, can we make the dog die? I'm. I'm. Th- I'm getting with the investors, and they're really not interested unless the dog dies. There, she's got a neighbor character who is like very mean and rude to her and she can't figure it out. She doesn't know what she's done to this character to make her so mean and rude. And then we find out that the summer prior to Opal moving and meeting her, her five-year-old brother had drowned in a lake. Okay. And she's still grappling with the fact that her little brother doesn't exist anymore. Okay. And so she's having a hard time forming new friendships. Okay. Could we maybe circle back on the dog, though? Kindle Customer says two stars because of Winn-Dixie. I did not find this book enjoyable at all. There was a sadness that permeated the book, and I was sorry I spent the time reading it. <laughs> Which is what they're going to say after the movie c- closes. And that's the problem. We're trying to get asses in the seat, okay? <laughs> Amazon Customer, three stars. Delivery was fine. Ten-year-old boys like reading about boys. Son needed to read it for school. Delivery was fine. Ten-year-old boys like reading about boys. Yeah, do they? Great story, though. Also got it on DVD to watch after reading uh, to discuss with him. So, yeah, obviously. Because boys don't have feelings. Uh Uh-huh. Because I've already discussed that this is not... It's not a coming-of-age novel about puberty or womanhood. This isn't (laughs) go ask out... You said it so much easier than I did. I've been saying it my whole life. Um, This isn't, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. You know, this isn't, like, Beverly Cleary didn't write this. I I remember when I was in middle school, I checked out a book from our paltry library. And I don't remember anything about it or what it was called or anything, but it was a coming-of-age story about, like, a 13-year-old girl or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just, like, picked it totally randomly. Had a great time. It was fucking. It was fucking dope. It, they went to a baseball game at the end. Wow! There was some great commentary about how the men's room line is always longer. Huh? That really popped off the page. Great. Wow! It was good stuff. I liked it a lot more than all the other bullshit I read. Boys like reading about boys, though. Boys don't have feelings. Yeah. Um. That's good shit. Last one from Essie. Three stars. <laughs> I read a lot of Hank the Cow Dog, though, so it does apply to that. That's a good boy. A kids' review. Uh-huh. This is from two thousand five. Okay. This is a good book. After I finished it, I thought it was my favorite. But after I read the Harry Potter whole series, it was nothing. I am nine years old. (laughs) It is nothing. It is nothing. Oh, Rowling blew that shit out of the water. Uh, Coming in hard with the wizards and witches. 2005. It was a different time. Oh, and just wait till you learn how their bathrooms work. <laughs> You're never going to look at Win dixie the same way again. Total trash. That was great. Thank you. <laughs> I, thank you. I worked really great. hard. Thank, thanks. We paused for me to pull up my reviews, and the way I segued back into the time, the time warp of our episode was by shouting, that was great, especially because I know I may be trying a little too hard to be funny about a thing I know nothing about. <laughs> But we all got to hear me say womanhood, and that was fun. <laughs> for everyone, I've opened my booch. Let's party. Are you ready for a new recurring segment? <laughs> are, you, are you ready for a new recurring segment? Yes. I okay, have the giggles so bad today. I know. I'm really enjoying it. Oh. Um, okay. I mean, I don't know. What is there to say about this? Okay, so. Jeez. Oh, God. Just jump in. I've got a new recurring segment. It's inspired by a venerable food network slash cooking mm. channel show everyone loves it across the country fans coast to coast i am of course talking about man versus food and this is a new recurring segment inspired by that show about restaurants featuring large food challenges called man versus me and especially you this is undeniably an attack 
Slap my ass with a pair of tongs and call me Adam Richman. This is an attack. Man versus me and especially you, babe. And we're getting started with Sobelman's Pub and Grill in Milwaukee. Wisconsin. Thank you. I was going to ask. I couldn't remember. Mm. Um, and this restaurant, if you can believe it, was featured on a recent episode of Man V Food uh, post Adam Richmond. So the newer series with Casey something. Mm-hmm. Casey something. Mm-hmm. Uh, good kid. Good kid in Thura. And boy, can he crush a burger. But uh, this Sobelman's is not known for their big burger. They don't have a big challenge burger. They have a big challenge Bloody Mary called the Chicken Beast. Okay. And the Chicken Beast. And when they introduce it in the show and they say it, there is a chicken sound effect. It's honestly, it lands really good. The Chicken Beast is an extremely large Bloody Mary with uh, three cold appetizer skewers, Four hot appetizer skewers, including uh, stuff wrapped in bacon, uh, celery, green onion, two cheeseburger sliders, and a whole three and a half pound fried chicken. Oh my god! The three oh, and a half pound stop, fried chicken is skewered on a wooden cooking spoon <laughs> and goes into the large Bloody Mary, which I think is sixty-four ounces. Which then goes into Adam Richmond's body. This isn't a challenge where you get your name on the wall. You just you, die. This, this one's just for fun. This mm-hmm. one's just for funsies. It's for keeps. I get it. I get it. Okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get that it's like a sport. Yeah. They're athletes. I get it. Oh, but this isn't that. This is this one. You just go and order it and have fun and drink a lot of Bloody Mary and have the worst gourd of your life. Um, it's uh, $50 uh-huh. also currently. Uh-huh. And we got a review here. It's a five-star review from Angle King CGMN on TripAdvisor. Angle King CGMN is from Cotton Grove, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. If you can believe that. A few tips for your visit. We stopped on a Saturday and by 11 a.m. opens at 10 a.m. This place was packed. So if you don't want to wait, get there early. In addition, most of the seating is at high top tables. My wife has arthritis in her knees, so that won't work for us. Another reason to arrive early. My friend took down the beast, which is the $50 Bloody Mary. I asked if he would do it again, and he said he would probably order individual Bloody Marys instead, as you could get four of them for the price of one beast. And if you get full after two or three, you save a little money. Uh huh. <laughs> I'll remind everyone this is a Bloody Mary with a three and a half pound fried chicken sticking out of it, as well as skewers of bacon, cheese, sausage, uh, pickled Brussels sprouts are in there, olives. Two cheeseburger sliders. Two cheeseburger sliders. You forget about those. They they I do these eat. um they do these deep fried triangles that are flash frozen bacon and cheese curds that they then they like freeze them and then they deep fry them frozen mm-hmm. and there's four of those on a skewer mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. chicken beast uh-huh. adjacent to the the deep fried whole chicken and it's all supposed to go in one human body or at one or a table of four that's fine okay great i love that i love that idea but my friend took down the beast. So in this case, that is absolutely not. This was Maybe one individual. Two uh, hungry people. Finally, after having been to this location, as well as the one in Waukesha, let me tell you that the Milwaukee location has a fantastic and fun atmosphere. It's just not fun to me to see someone eat. And then there's a, there's a couple pictures of the friendo taking down the chicken beast. You were saying? Uh, like, like, it's just not, it doesn't sound fun to me. It doesn't sound, it to doesn't, do it or watch it or to see it happen, to hear it happen. Yeah. To know it's happening. So chicken beast ASMR is not your thing? No. Okay. I just, I, 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 oh, <laughs> I just really don't like it. I just really, there's something about like that whole like championship eating situation <laughs> that skews me out inside of my body. Oh, wait, what the fuck is this? I'm getting some kind of like security alert on my phone. Oh my God. Like, I don't want to look at it. Read me another review. 
we got a review. Duh. I laughed too hard. I I got I blacked out a little bit there. We're back. We got a four-star review from Saren1223. Saren1223 is from Champaign, Illinois. Okay. And if you make Champaign in Illinois, Champaign, Illinois, you still can't call it legally Champagne. It has to come from the Champagne region of France. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just don't try me. Don't fucking try me. Thank you. Four stars. Gotta try the Bloody Mary. We heard about this place on Food Network. Hmm. About the beast. Mm-hmm. We were in town to see a baseball game and to try this Bloody Mary. There were three of us eating slash drinking this thing. The food was delicious, but not quite enough to fill three people. So quick math. Uh, it's uh, a pound of chicken each, two thirds of slider. Uh, one of those fried curd things, at least one bacon wrapped sausage. I mean, I'm not honestly, as long as you eat this with more than one person, I'm not going to judge you. It is not my place to judge how much people want to eat. If you are just feeding yourself, that is not my place to judge. It you just, feed yourself. <laughs> and just in case it isn't clear, it's a whole chicken that goes in the deep fryer. It's, it's just a, a whole chicken that has a crispy skin. I don't think they even batter it. This location was old, but was still nice, and the people were friendly. When you order this, be aware they will give you a, p- a pitcher of beer with it. I'm going to vomit. They do give you like 64 ounces, of course. Well, <laughs> I, you, you need the Coors to Coors. like help it go down. The, the fascist-founded company, Coors. 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 <laughs> Five stars. Five stars from Alyssa S., in Alyssa S.'s profile picture, they look sad. <laughs> they read because of Winn-Dixie. <laughs> because of Winn-Dixie. Five stars on Yelp. My boyfriend and I came here from Chicago specifically for the Beast Bloody. This isn't your typical Bloody Mary, and it's delicious. It comes with bacon-wrapped cheese curds, olives, pickles, pickled asparagus, pickled Brussels sprouts, pickled mushrooms, pretty much anything pickled you can imagine. And that's not all. A four-pound chicken breast, which is inaccurate. It's a whole chicken. Two sliders, celery, and green onion. (laughs) (laughs) And they do just stick stick like several green onion stalks. Of course they do. Like all the way to the bottom of the pitcher. Yeah. Those are straws. Yeah. Really flimsy straws. So if you want the paper straw after seven minute experience. That's what you go with. At least until you get the chicken bones hollowed out. You get all the marrow out. I need you to stop talking to me. Bam! What more could you possibly want? Dignity. We came here on a Saturday around 3.30 p.m. And the place was slammed, which is a good sign to me. There was a 30-minute wait, but they flipped tables like it was nobody's business. OMG, I can't believe I forgot to mention the Bloody Beast came with French fries. You can have up to three baskets mm-hmm. and four Miller Lights for a chaser. Ooh. I was wrong about Coors. It's you Miller Lights. Wrong about the Coors. So you get, you get 12 ounces of Bloody Mary per person if you're a four uh-huh. or 64 if you're a one if you're a one you get four miller lights mm-hmm. and you get like a pound of fries mm-hmm. and i i uh. just don't think that one person should consume it yeah and i apologize for uh defaming Coors. i mean they were founded by a nazi but to say the least we were feeling good definitely definitely going to be our go-to place for a delicious bloody meal but no you traveled there that was this is restaurant tourism. But it's their go-to place. Next time they want a big Bloody Mary, they're going to go to... They're going to fly all the way to Milwaukee? Drive. Okay. Five stars from Bino Sandy. We're back on TripAdvisor. Okay. Um, yum. I am not typically a Bloody Mary fan, but holy moly, these were amazing. My boyfriend and I had the Baconado and the Bourbonado. It was lunch and a drink all in one. The Beast looks incredible if you're feeling really feisty. Holly Molly. I would recommend this place as a must try and must visit. And the antique store down the street, where we were originally heading, was amazing as well. This was a very pleasant accidental encounter, and I now see why it's listed as one of the top 100 things to do in Milwaukee before you die. 
after having the beast. After having the beast. And I, I brought that mainly for the lovely image of a group of friends or family enjoying the beast mm-hmm. and then waltzing into an antique store. Just drunk, <laughs> acidic. Can you? Oh, my God. Can you believe these cherubs? <laughs> how, are, how much are these little china plates? Please. <laughs> I am. Um, I hate every part Are these of the from segment. The tw- 20s? I hate the segment. I hate it. 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 Two stars from Anonymous Eight Five Five. Anonymous Eight Five Five, despite being anonymous, is from Trebeco Canyon, California. Okie dokie. This is a trip advisor. Two stars. Dive bar in an industrial area. Does not sound like a dive. N- no, no. We were relatively nearby. And I was intrigued by the pics of their Bloody Marys. They were in Illinois. <laughs> yeah, they were in Chicago seeing family. <laughs> Seating inside was sparse and crummy, and outside was right next to dirty trucks. I don't drink, so I asked for just tomato juice and was assured they could do that. You don't want any flavor? Not mix, just just tomato, V8. Just V8. I just want Not V8. Even, V8 has stuff in it, actually. Yeah. So just tomato, like from a can. From a can. You don't even want clam juice in it? <laughs> right? So she brought my beer back out first? What part of I don't drink did I miss? Then the Bloody Mary came out and, yuck, it was full of Bloody Mary mix. Not tomato juice. Why don't you want the flavor? Why, don't you, why did you ask for a Bloody what Mary? Did, what did flavor do to you? I understand that you don't drink. What did flavor do to you? Waitress apologized and returned with exactly the same drink. Because they don't have because a they can. Because ha- they don't have a mass quantity of tomato juice. They don't They don't just have a can of Campbell's in the back, sweetheart. They don't just that's like. That's not what they. They sell Bloody Marys. They sell Bloody Marys. So it sh- comes sh- in a bag. <laughs> Shockingly, yeah. They, the, what they have on hand is the mix. Is the mix. It comes in a bag. In this case, I'm sure quite literally. Yeah. Uh, Burgers were oozing grease and tasted like dot, dot, dot. I realize this is a bar, not a pub, which is higher quality. Who who are you? Who are you? Anonymous. Who are you? This is rude. We need to fight in the parking lot. Up, head to Trebeco Canyon, California. <laughs> I'm gonna head to Chicago. Oh, yeah, okay, right. <laughs> They're in the area. If your life is a fucking mess, chess, send us mail on a pony distress. Is where I do best. In in the chess on the chess arena, you get me in. It's like chess boxing, except I'm all chess and no box. <laughs> um, I have two quick notes, and then I think we'll move on. Um, I would like to say thank you to listener Perry for the topic suggestion. I'm extremely excited about it. Ooh. No further details. Um, I would also like to say thank you to listener Benoit, who recently caught up and gave us a good detailed explanation of the Amazon Vine reviews, which I actually think you had told us about before. Now that I read through your uh, description again, I was like, wait a second. You already mentioned this. So now we know what Amazon Vine reviews are. Thank you, Benoit. I still do not. That's fine. You don't read our email. <laughs> and that's fine. Um, sorry to peel back the curtain on everybody, but... They do not read our email. I do the Twitter. Um, Makes me less... I find it less anxiety-inducing. That's it. That's all we got for the pony. So pony on up to the Wind Dixie! Woo! Woo! And to our inbox, if you're so inclined. Yes. Um, Forever at critic at gmail.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash critic everyone or on Twitter at critic everyone yeah or you could write your local representative instead but it, that, how, how you spend your time is completely up to you completely up to you so in 2005 mm. anna sophia robb made a movie herself it was amazing all by herself because of when dixie uh it was based because on- of when dixie made her make a movie or no that's the name of the movie and the book because of when dixie oh Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I really wasn't paying attention last act. Though. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, okay. Um, So we are going to just 
poke our head into the Pius Parents Museum of Moving Pictures um, and go to IMDb and look at the parents' guide, we're just going to look at one note on the parents' guide, okay? Okay. So essentially what we've done is a world tour of <laughs> your various segments. Grocer, green grocer. Is that is this the punchline you're coming to and I'm ruining it? No. Grocer, green grocer, angry bibliophile, and... Yeah. Pious parents. Pious parents. You so killed it. It's I'm, like I the fucking it. Globetrotters. I know. Here. I know. If only Win Dixie. I guess. I if only Win Dixie had a beer named after them. I know. <laughs> but, lo- but rule of threes, right? Yeah, rule of threes. Um. So, I just want to do one quick note for sex and nudity, and because of Win Dixie, two thousand five. That dog ain't wearing no clothes. A preteen girl sleeps in just a long shirt. Um, and if that you feel like that will lead you to sin, I do want to just go ahead and suggest that you gouge out your eyeballs. Is um, that on there too? No. Oh, okay. No, that was my editorialization. I see. Yeah. I, it's a shame that it, you would hope. You would <laughs> hope that yeah. it was in there. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was not. No. And so, yeah. Fair point. <laughs> I, I hate that you brought it up. Yeah. I hate that you brought it up. Um, we're going to do a long one, okay? But we're not going to read the whole thing. Dave has a one-star review. Sentimental pap leavened by therapeutic baloney. Pap. 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 Can we say pop? Let's say pap enough times that we lose everyone. And uh, they listen no. to something else. I would hate that. Okay. In the best books and movies for kids, the author or filmmaker manages to transcend his or her perspective and show the world through a child's eyes. Most books and films do the opposite. They use a child as a mouthpiece to express the author's pieties about the world. That's what happens here, where 10-year-old India Opal Baloney, a superbly trite name. We're off to a rough start on that one. Right? Uh, You had me. You had me. You had my curiosity. Mm -hmm. Now we're heading down the hill. Discovers such gems as everyone's got to find his own way through life. And you have to keep the ghosts of the bad things you've done at bay. And we're all basically swell deep down and should get together and sing songs, kumbaya preferably, and eat egg salad sandwiches. Yeah, I feel like when you when you read the part where they make fun of the kid's name. Yeah. The foot went down in the gas pedal real heavy. Yeah, real heavy. And now we're just now we're just stealing quotes, poking fun. And don't drink liquor because that's what made mama hit the road and that that and dad's utter fecklessness. Um Fecklessness. Fecklessness. Sometimes I say feck just for fun. Yeah. I, I'll sit around on the couch and like just mutter feck while you're not home. Feck. Let's just say feck. Yeah. Um, it does me good. <laughs> um. So this person goes on to talk about the the cast and um how they would contrast this with Anne of Green Gables and Bud Not Buddy. Um, and how it, how much it wasted their time. And, uh, and I think Dave, if that is your real name, if that is your real name, maybe this wasn't for you. Yeah. Stick to making square burgers or something. I I just, I think it's interesting that your complaint is that it was like overly sentimental, but also that like, it, it doesn't say in the book not to drink, but like the story is that her mother was an alcoholic. Right. I like, I don't know. I always thought the book did a pretty good job of just like showing that things happen without like taking a moral stance on them necessarily. But I just think it's interesting that Dave is like these fucking pious kids, these fucking pious kids. They're on their soapbox. These kids, they're on their soapbox over there saying everybody deserves a livable wage and universal health care. <laughs> why can't you just pet the dog? Why can't you just pet the dog? The dog like, could die any second. Pet that dog. Pet Stop that having dog. beliefs and opinions. Just pet the dog. Have um, a good time. Throw the ball. Throw the ball for the dog. No, don't throw the ball. Okay, now throw the ball. <laughs> um, but anyway, I guess my whole my whole uh, plight, this, this segment is sometimes kids' books can just be about having feelings. And it's okay to just have feelings sometimes. Um, Ryan, Ryan J. has a one-star review. Okay. Suck my balls. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Suck my balls. Right. Uh, is that what it's... Uh, help me out. Can I see it? One star. Suck my balls. <laughs> You'd think that would get caught. Nothing like the book and overall terrible movie. Um. Okay, so we can't do we can't do nipples on Twitch. 
We can't do CBD on Amazon, but suck my balls is good to go. But you could just say suck my balls on Amazon.com. You could just say suck my balls in the reviews for a a kid's movie. Uh Uh-huh. I did. I I just found out that I did save one review for Amazon, the DVD store. Um, Kelly has a one-star review. Okay, great. The video was not in English. I had to throw it away. (laughs) Okay, great. Uh, Classic. Just like the just like the spoiled food you get from Amazon. If it's in if it's in Spanish. You have to throw it away. In the fucking bin. In the fucking bin. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And this, um, I guess because I thought maybe I was going to read more of Dave's review, but then I did it because I got mad at Dave. This is my last one. So here we go. M. Hess has a two-star review. Not fun for kids. Not entertaining for adults. Okay. I don't understand the marketing plan for this movie. Is it meant to be for children? It's not. What is this review from? 2010. They're no longer marketing this film. (laughs) This is a word of mouth situation. (laughs) Proceed. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Is it meant to be for children? It's not funny. In fact, it's maudlin. It's like fried green tomatoes with a dog and fewer lesbians. Which is honestly the only detractor I've heard so far. Because every movie should have more lesbians in it. Yeah, it's hard to take an, take offense to that. Is it meant to be for grown-ups? Then why wasn't it more entertaining? Jeff Daniels was barely there. The dog was very cute, but he didn't get enough screen time. Just not a very good movie. On the plus side, little cussing, no violence, no peril, no sexuality... But why waste two hours of your life on it? Right. I mean, that's... Yeah. Okay. So have you seen this movie? No. Okay. So neither of us have seen this film. No. Okay. Could be. Is Could it be. is it well regarded? Do people like it? I, I, not... I mean, everybody not, thought... It, not really. Oh, okay. Everybody thought it was just okay. Okay. This one didn't do well. Yeah. I mean, it didn't do great. It's almost as if... It's almost as if we'd we'd listen to the smart movie execs, yeah, who know how to get asses in the seats. I don't think killing Win Dixie and we killed the dog. Um, would fix it. I just don't know if this is the book we should have made into a movie because maybe, maybe the like sentimental, quite maybe quite maudlin story about a little girl who ha- has just a an isolated father and they moved to Florida and she has to learn how to make friends and keep putting one foot in front of the other was it the best like happy children's movie to make for family day can I ask you a question yes how many successful movies have you made none I've made I've made so many successful movies okay. millions of dollars fucking ocean to ocean uh-huh. okay uh-huh. I'm doing six figure lines uh-huh. of coke uh huh on my houseboat. Uh-huh. Okay? Now, uh-huh. what are you doing? Jack shit. I'm trying to put asses in the seat. Now, what I think... Yeah. What if at the end of the movie... We've killed Winn-Dixie. What if at the end of the movie, Salami? Is that her? Salami? Baloney. Goes to the grave. Uh-huh. And there's, um... Like a flower. Uh-huh. That's it? Maybe a red one. Okay. I think that's going to get, it's going to make all the bitches cry. And that's how you make the sweet money. Do you want to go down to this dive bar with me? I hear they have a really good Bloody Mary. (laughs) That I can drown you in. But see, this is how it starts, baby. This is how it starts. You think you hate me. And I think I'm hot shit. And then we go down to the dive bar. And suddenly we're oh, the most unlikely relationship ever. Now it's haters to lovers or yes. whatever that's called. Enemies to friends. And you show me the error of my ways and I get asses in the fucking seats <laughs> by killing that dog. Hey, we need to move on. Okay. Stop talking about killing my my sweet dog, Winn-Dixie. <laughs> my sweet boy. We're going to the West Rib Pub and Grill in Talkeetna, Alaska. Oh, this okay. was featured in like season three or four of, or sorry, uh, well, season three or four of the new run of Man V Food on the Cooking Channel with Casey. 
uh it's locked on our food network app because they don't have because our friends family that we have it through doesn't have full access to the cooking channel not calling anyone out but it would be nice you if we, we already <laughs> were borrowing somebody's dad's cable password premium cable subscription that's like you can't uh, beggars can't be choosers but they can be askers stop it okay I'm just saying it'd be Stop. nice to watch it, but Stop I can't. It. Anyway, we got they do a burger. It, it's called West Rib, but that's because of the mountain. They don't do ribs, okay? Burger so stop asking. Okay, burger doesn't sound so bad. It doesn't sound so bad. It's the Seward's Folly. Okay, doesn't it's, sound so bad. Doesn't have sixty four ounces of vodka in it. Well, it's got sixty four ounces of something. Uh-oh. Uh oh. So it's on their menu. Mm-hmm. The problem with the show, and the reason why I say it's inspired by the show and not directly related to the show or restaurants featured on the show every time, is because a lot of the restaurants that are on Man V Food seemingly will just make up a challenge to be on TV. Uh-huh. That challenge is not on their menu. On it's their not menu. on the yeah, website. Yeah. They don't ever mention it. Maybe mm-hmm. one or two reviews will be like, I went and asked for it. They didn't do it. Okay, they yeah, like yeah, They yeah. don't do it. The Seward's Folly, and I say all that to stress that the Seward's Folly is on their menu. It is $65. You can order it. There is a wall. If you eat the entire full-size Seward's Folly and fries by yourself in one hour without leaving the table, you get a free exclusive Seward's Folly Champion t-shirt. And you never move again? And you never move again, and you presumably pay full price for the meal. Okay. Traditionally, you would not pay for the food. At the West Rib Pub and Grill, you absolutely do, but you get a t-shirt that you will never hope to fit in. Uh, Do you want to hear about it? Yes. 65 bucks, two pounds of caribou, quarter pound of smoked ham, 12 strips of bacon, six ounces of Swiss cheese, six ounces of American cheese, and one pound of fries. Uh, And it doesn't mention this, but three sourdough buns. Three? Yeah. So it's a triple decker. Uh, Uh... would you like to see a picture? No. Would you like to see a picture For the anyway? love of God, no. Can I show you a picture anyway? <laughs> if I turn my phone around, will you open your eyes? A little bit. <laughs> how, how tall is that? It's really think? tall. It's like maybe it's like a foot and a half. I would go with a healthy foot and a half. Would you like to hear what people had to say about the Seward's Folly? Not really. Four stars from Teresa. Teresa's from Winter Haven, Florida, and thus has nothing to lose. this is a trip advisor a couple of us ate the grilled chicken caesar salad and were satisfied (laughs) one person in our group got the seafood platter and was very disappointed with the small amount of food they received one young man decided to tackle the half order of seward's folly so they do it they do a junior oh okay okay for 35 dollars, you get half of a seward's folly and that's all the menu says half of the seward's folly you do not get a t-shirt. Obviously. It was just as big as advertised, but the burger part was way overcooked, and he didn't eat it. I put it in the trash can. <laughs> it's not in English. I had to throw it away. It's just a little tease. That was a little aperitif. A little Seward's Folly Jr. Let's get fucking raunchy. Three stars from Steve H. Steve H. is from Ludlow, Massachusetts. Hi, Steve. Seward's Folly, too much. Oh, yeah? My wife and I stopped in for lunch after our flight seeing tour with K2. Barada Nikto. Right? I know. Uh, I don't know. I don't, fair enough. I was determined to try the Seward's Folly burger even after hearing the cost, which at time of review was $38. It was 2014. Vastly different time. Wow. Vastly different time. We ate inside our service, and our service was a bit slow, but we were not in a hurry. My pound of fries came out first. Okay. I, did I stress that enough? It comes with a pound of fries. I did. I st- stop it. Okay. It's like a five pound burger. Stop it. You do have to eat all the fries. To get oh the my shirt. God. They were very good, but I only had a few to save room for the burger. I only had water, so I didn't get filled up on beer or soda. The burger looked great when it came out to our table. Some ladies near us even took a picture because they had seen it on Man V Food. I tried a strategy of taking one of the caribou burgers with some surrounding tomatoes and cheese and was able to finish the first one easily. Is this going to be a step-by-step? I might have to leave the room. The caribou meat was very dense, and I wasn't crazy about the taste, but I kept going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I put aside much of the bread and bacon and proceeded to the other burger with some lettuce, tomato, and sauce. After about a half hour, I started to slow down and gave up the fight after about 40 minutes. The waitress said that this sandwich can feed four people, and I believe it. I only got through about a third of it and will not try it again. It was an interesting place to visit. And now, now, Steve posted three pictures. Uh huh. And I think they make a very good. I think they make a very good comic strip. Mm-hmm. Would you like to see the comic strip? Yes. There's only a little bit of food. Okay, so here's Steve. Got the Seward's Folly right there. Uh huh. Looking, looking happy. There's Steve digging in. Digging in. Steve's face is fully eclipsed by a burger. I'm going to yeah. use the word eclipsed. Yeah. Um, by burger. And there's Steve hanging that head in shame. Oh, my God. See, like, and the thing that gets me. And that sums up America. (laughs) That is true. That is so very Uh, true. It's the, that's, uh, when your body's, like, telling you not to do this. When your body's like, you need to stop shoving food into me. It's not good. Um. (laughs) And they're sweating and crying. Meat sweats, as they call it in the biz. Oh, God. <laughs> is it over yet? We got a four-star review from Megan S. Megan S. is from Wood End, Australia. I'll let you know, Megan S. is not the one eating the Seward's Folly. Damn it. We're in a good spot. But Megan wasn't in the area. Megan was a witness to the event. The incident. <laughs> It was a great evening, so we sat outside, which I think really added to the experience. The food was good pub food, good range, and it was quick. The guy two seats up had the Seward's Folly Burger, as seen on Man vs. Food. Dot, 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 dot. Wow. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. I had a vegetarian burger. Oh, yeah? How was that, Megan? (laughs) Which was really nice. So my husband had the caribou burger, which he also enjoyed. Wow. I just like the follow-up. I saw the Seward's Folly burger. Someone was eating it. I had a I had I, a boca. I had a boca. I, I, I went with I, the boca. I went and got me a bite. Mine's made of lentils. A so little bit of corn. A little bit of corn. Maybe some black bean in mine. Yeah. It had lettuce. Um, no bacon. No bacon. Some kind of mayo. Maybe. I think it's an aioli. Hard to say. Hard to say. We got a four-star review here from Mo. I put the pickle on my husband's plate. <laughs> my husband will eat anything. Except for that. And me. Five stars from Mo. Mo7472. Mo is from Anchorage, Alaska. Okay. I had their big burger. Oh, yeah? Which was very big. Oh, no. It was better as a leftover than it was when served. The burger itself was, quote, unquote, warm. (laughs) Everything with it, the cheese, ham, bacon, and all other toppings were put on cold and affected the flavor of the sandwich. When reheated was great. It was probably bigger than the advertised five pounds. Work out the kinks, which shouldn't be too hard, and will rate even higher. <laughs> no, Mo. No, Mo. No, no, no. No. <laughs> so very much the same tactic of someone who's reviewing a uh, mobile game on the Play Store and mm-hmm. wants the bugs fixed, except it's about a five pound burger, which Mo seemingly purchased for no other reason than sustenance. <laughs> To put in five separate boxes and eat for the entire week. Mo treated the Seward's Folly Burger much like data entry. Or the grocery store. Yeah. And I brought that purely because I thought you would find it alarming. I do. Also, I thought the image of the cheese, ham, and bacon, and other toppings being cold. I thought that would really get you to. I, I thought that would really get you down. I, I'm so down. I'm so down. I'm so Are you in- down? Are you down for more? I, I, no. I am in the ditch, and all you've done is heap congealed cheese on top of me, babe. So I really, like, I can't get any lower right now. Hang on. Jacob just sent me a really weird picture. God damn it. <laughs> I thought that one 
was real too. I know. I know. I, the first time I knew, I knew you were fucking joshing me. I know. But that time it's got I Canadian said, bacon Don't on it. make me look at it anymore. I know. No, you don't. Don't say that to me like I'm the dog. Having to go to the fucking vet or something and you got to put me in the back of the car. You are so patronizing and also an asshole. I know. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, we're going to skip this 2010 review on Yelp from Dimitri, who posted the picture I just showed you. Um, I will just sum up and say that Dimitri ordered it without having the time to eat it and let them know they wouldn't have the time to eat it. And they were like, well, we can't box it. It's five pounds and two feet tall. And Dimitri said, no, 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 I got a plan. So sat down, ordered the burger without sharing the plan and then asked for three boxes and then separated it into three boxes and then ate it on the road. <laughs> <laughs> and then was later taken to court for being a serial killer i think so okay. i mean it was from 2010 so a lot can happen a lot can happen a lot can happen a lot of dna can come out but i thought instead of that we'll end on this one star review from tara l which has nothing to do with the big burger oh thank god and is instead just a lovely restaurant review okay i'm gripping the table i know so you i'm sorry i did it again I, I see you gripping the table is what I should have said. One star from Tara L. <laughs> They're okay with awful service and being disgusting towards customers. Feels like it's encouraged there. This is my shit. Here, we're back. We're back. Uh, a nice refresher for you. This person sounds atrocious. They are. Go anywhere else in Talkeetna. Anywhere else. Waste your time and money at the West Rib if you'd like the worst service, bad food, and bad choice of beer. <laughs> What's the real problem here? They do. They serve a 9.6% beer that they brew themselves called the Ice Axe. And, it, and they, the tap is an old um, climbing. It's a climbing pick. That's really neat. it like, comes out of the pick. <gasps> it really honestly neat. sounds absolutely charming. Yeah, I love that. And delicious. The only positive... Looking at other reviews, at least the employees here are consistent in their disdain for others and disgustingly rude. Heather is garbage. What an indictment! Terrible on all levels. All that le you checked you checked all of the levels? You checked all of Heather's levels. Heather's service. Colon. As a customer, you get your own menus. She forgets orders, takes forever on dirty plates and silverware, etc. Incredibly rude. Serves crap food. Doesn't ask how anything is. Mocks customers who are nothing but an inconvenience to her. Zero customer service skills. Never smiles. Purposefully spills. Talks shit to other staff, even though she's causing anything negative. Is way too comfortable after being there way too long. Parentheses somehow. Desperate management. Gets in your face with an unnecessary attitude and wants to play victim when you finally tell her how awful she is at her job after she sarcastically asks what went wrong adorable it wasn't that busy either 15 years here and you're still that bad at your easy job thank you thank your lucky stars you're still employed sweetheart oh it's an easy job and you fail miserably heather hold on to that job or find the complete opposite you're unemployable and burnt out sweetheart oh yuck yuck Yuck. And, Yuck is right. And on a scale of one to ten, how many people found that review useful? Oh, God. How many? Nine. God damn it. <laughs> that, that is so much grosser than competitive eating. I thought it might be. Um, wow. So I have a list of people I'm going to. You just wanted to end both acts with me fighting someone in a parking lot? Yeah. You just wanted me to end with violence both times? Smack my ass with a pair of tongs and call me Adam Richman. Um, so let's never come back to that. Okay. Let's never do that again. Can I do... What about this one? Slap my ass with a chili dog and call me Harry Truman. <laughs> that one I like. That one I, did, that one I like. <laughs> um, you make a segment around that one and I'm, I'm here for it. 
thank Ooh, you so much for listening. Good. This was kind of a strange one, I feel like. Um, but if you like this show, tell a friend to listen to a different episode. Oh, no, I think we just, I just think, I think we just laid down a slapper. Oh, okay. Or maybe we laid down a slapper. So if you think this one's a slapper, let us know at forevercritic at gmail.com, on Twitter at criticeveryone, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash criticeveryone. A real knee slapper, a real, a real yeehaw. If you are just a howdy ho, if you are a howdy ho, <laughs> can you please thank brother of the show and resident ho? Uh, Oliver um, for making our artwork and if you'd like artwork you can reach out to him at beastcoastarts at gmail.com a real B. Davis that Oliver Mm. Uh, yeah totally Um, (laughs) (laughs) God, I would like to thank Guillaume Tucker for Bebop Molecule which is our ad break music Jazar for Green Lights which is the song you're about to hear and as always Steve Combs for Drag Chain which is our fucking bop of an intro Finn Finn and I would like to thank being done. For being done. Being well done. And on that note. On three sourdough buns. We'll catch you next Wednesday. 